Hey everybody, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. On today's show, I have the one and only Bryn Tillman. She is known as the LinkedIn Whisperer and she is the CEO of Social Sales Link. For over a decade, she's been teaching entrepreneurs, sales teams, and business leaders how to leverage LinkedIn for social selling. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, LinkedIn has been the last social media frontier that I've very hesitantly stepped my toe into, and it doesn't feel super intuitive. Bryn, in our conversation, shares how to jump in, learn how to use it, and use it profitably with a lot of ease. She's got some great tools and value bombs. So this is one episode you want to listen to all the way through. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, could you do me a quick favor? Take a screenshot of this podcast episode right now and post it on your Instagram and tag me and anybody else who you think could benefit from it, especially if you've been finding value. I'm so grateful for you listening. Hey, Bryn, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders. I am so amazingly excited to talk to you today. It is perfect timing. You, as I shared with you earlier before we started recording, you are the guru of LinkedIn to me. I know a ton of people who claim to be able to teach LinkedIn. I've taken a couple of like little mini classes and stuff and um, being on your email list, you have some of the best ideas on how to build your network I have ever seen. So welcome to the Tribal Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much. What an amazing way to get started. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and we're going to talk about this in depth. LinkedIn, to me, is the last social platform frontier that people aren't using as much as they could. And I think a lot of people are afraid of it. Yeah, I mean, a couple things with LinkedIn. I mean, I, it's what I do and I love it and I think it's phenomenal, but it's not the most intuitive. So to find a lot of the magic of LinkedIn takes a lot of digging deep and really, you know, searching to find. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So right. I, that's why I think it's underutilized. Mm -hmm. So how can you start to find what you, you know, what you don't know then? Well, that's a great question. And there's like so many different ways that you can use LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. one of them, you know, and I always say start with optimizing your profile because um, that's your landing page. That's your personal branding landing page. So that's mm -hmm. where I would start. But there are a lot of other ways you can, and it really depends on what you want to get out of LinkedIn. Do you want to be a thought leader and is content important? Is engaging important? Um, if that's the case, you want to focus a little bit on hashtags and influencers in your industry and on original content and curating content and engaging. So that's, that's if you want to go in that path. Mm -hmm. The other path is prospecting, right? Do I want to grow my business? Do I want to do this through leveraging my existing network? 
to get warm introductions, you know, into targeted market. Um, you know, so there's just so many different avenues and it really, you have to start with what do I, what do I want to get from it? What's my goal? Right. Right. So it's really identifying what you want the outcome to be. Yeah, and that's with any good plan in anything that you do. If you're using social for business, you should always identify what does success look like. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, how did you get into like learning about LinkedIn and becoming an expert um, and, and helping other people grow their profile and their, their social presence on LinkedIn? Yeah, kind of by accident. Um, I was sales <laughs> trainer, right? Right. You just sort of fell into it. I right. was a sales trainer, um, and uh, in 2006, there, you know, was the mini crash, uh, and lots of layoffs, and people didn't know what to do. And I started teaching LinkedIn for people that were newly laid off because um, it was—it's a longer story than that, but. Um, <laughs> And I very quickly recognized that it was a sales tool. Mm-hmm. So in my sales training business at the time, we started doing these once a month LinkedIn classes that would sell out in, in an hour with one email because everyone wanted to know what this LinkedIn thing was. And then, so we would do that one day a month. And then the rest of the month, we would teach people how to cold call. This is back in like 2008. Right. I was like, yeah, that's not working for me anymore. Like, I don't want to teach that. I really want to teach this. And so I went to my partner at the time and, you know, she said, you know, good luck with that little fad thing. And, you know, call me when you want to come back. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, almost seven years later now since I launched my own business where it's solely LinkedIn for business development. Wow. And who do you typically work with? Well, so that we have... Uh, really three persona, I would say. Um, so the, the first and the largest are the sales teams. So we work with sales leadership to customize programs and playbooks specifically for large teams, anywhere from banks to software companies to real estate and across the board, do you know, commercial real estate across the board. Anyone with any kind of team that's either selling to B2B mm-hmm. or looking to get in front of centers of influence. Um, so, uh, you know, if a CPA wants to have more conversations with attorneys, right, that works great for them too. Okay. The second are the entrepreneurs, business owners that really want to grow their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and want to leverage LinkedIn for client referrals and networking opportunities because it's really, really powerful. And then the third, which is kind of newly um, grown out of the business, is the thought leader. Not looking to grow business. Maybe they're an employee inside of an organization and they have a subject matter expertise. They're not necessarily looking to get leads or appointments or conversations, but really want to be known in their industry. And so, you know, lately we've been working with a lot of people like that and it's been very successful and a lot of fun. Okay. That's unbelievable. And I love the diversity that LinkedIn offers. A hundred percent. There's so many ways to use it. So where do you feel besides uh, people's profile um, where do you feel people tend to have the most challenge in using LinkedIn? 
Well, so I think the the if we go high level kind of 30,000 foot view of challenge, it's having a philosophy around LinkedIn. Okay. So their challenge is uh, it sort of becomes random acts of usage, right? Random acts of social. <laughs> yes. Um, and so there's no structure or strategy or, or philosophy or methodology behind it. And they're kind of winging it every single day. And right. I think that's probably a, one of the bigger challenges that, okay. uh, that people face. Okay. So let's say we have somebody who's, um, you know, a job seeker. How would they use LinkedIn differently than somebody who's a business development professional? Great question, and, and there are features for job seekers that are really powerful, um, both free and paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the first thing I'd say is the profiles are significantly different that if you're in sales or if you're in business development. Uh, and I have people that I refer profiles to if you are looking, I'm sorry, sales or job seeking. If okay. you are job seeking, you, there are things the bots care about right, that, that the recruiters are, are using to uh, find profiles and weed out profiles. And I don't know that magic formula well. I can talk to it and sound like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. But there are people that are real experts in the job-seeking world. So mm-hmm. my profile would not work because the bots don't love my profile. My profile is written to create curiosity in the reader, to provide value and be a resource, mm-hmm. uh, not to um, attract hiring managers or recruiters. Right. So, so that's really important that that they know that difference. The next thing is, um, like, I think the warm market side of things mm-hmm. is really important and it's almost the same, right? So identifying there's, so I find a job at Merck Pharmaceuticals and I want to apply there. I can apply online and maybe I do, but I can also go to the Merck company page and identify who, do I know any, do I have any first degree connections already at Merck? Because if I can have a conversation with them and they can bring my resume to the hiring manager or the recruiter internally, my resume goes to the top of the pile. Absolutely. So there's lots of ways. Same with sales, right? It's all about leveraging the people that already know, like, and trust you to get more opportunities. Right. So um, I think that's similar. But their job seeker is phenomenal on LinkedIn. And so you can put in these are the jobs I'm looking for and you get alerts. So that's very different than it would be great to have that for sales. Oh, these people are buying. Here's an alert. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that would be super cool. I wish we could do that. Um, you, you and I talked to like we're in the middle of of quarantine with coronavirus, and you know LinkedIn is, as we said, was or is the most underutilized platform for people while they're home, while they're feeling you know maybe a little bit of insecurity about whether or not their businesses continue, whether they're going to have a job to go back to. How can they start utilizing LinkedIn um, differently now? Um, yes. So, so uh, there are a few things. The first thing I want to say is be authentic. Be really, really, really authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, do not pitch. Do not have your spam 
pitch, you know, like pitchy messages going out. People are not open to hearing any of that messaging right now. Not that they're not buying. Right. They just are not interested and in, in more now than ever, like do not sell to me. Not that they don't want to buy. They don't want to be sold particularly now. Right. So the very first thing is if you are reaching out to anyone, whether it's someone that you're already connected to, which is what I recommend anyway, start engaging the people you already, it's low hanging fruit. Right. You know, call the elephant out. You know, I, I hope you're surviving quarantine. I know it's a difficult time. One of the ways I'm getting through this is reaching out to people in my network, engaging with them, setting up Zoom calls. Is this something you're open to exploring so we can get to know each other a little better? Mm -hmm. Something like that really hits well. People want this person-to-person -person contact. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Um, and so, the, uh, yeah, so I think, like, just, just being really honest about it, the other thing, there's a few other things that we can do, like really low-hanging fruit. We can endorse our connections, people that have done something great for us, you know, or, or even little. Um, maybe people in your office were really great at helping you set up Zoom. Mm -hmm. Let's endorse them. Let's give them kudos or even a full-on recommendation on LinkedIn. That's a great way of just engaging and thanking. If you have vendors that have been awesome, maybe there are some vendors that you had to put off and have handled it really well. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there are some that are willing to, you know, help you with financing now, right? And they really understand the situation you're in. Re recommend them. Let the world know how great they are. It will, like, pay off in spades. Not that we're doing it to get. But it's just such a great way to build deeper relationships. Um, yes, yeah, so I think those are really important. Now's a great time to build original content. I've had so many people say, I, you know, I'd love to write content. I'd love to do videos. I'd love to do podcasts. This is a great time. And even if you're not a writer, there are so many tools available to us. You can talk to text. You can talk in, in audio and transcribe it for free at like otter.ai. Like there are so many things that we can do mm -hmm. to create real content. My best content are 90 second videos. And why 90 seconds? Well, okay. Under three minutes. So let's say anything from, you know, 30 seconds to three, because people have a short attention span generally. Right. Now podcasts are great because they listen to them when they're walking, when they're in the car, but video they're yeah. watching. Right. And so three minutes is really, um, the 90 seconds to three minutes is really optimal. Okay. And yeah. And, and it's got to have a, a real, connection there's got to be humanness behind it that's a, don't know if that's a real word right but you've got the the person in you needs to come out uh -huh. um they need to connect with you and they need to have a takeaway what is something right now that they can do that can make an impact absolutely and i think just having that like face even though you're not seeing other people's face but when you're doing the video them watching you connects far more authentically than just writing another social post. hundred percent. And people are, are very hungry for, uh, even if it's a one way conversation, yeah. but you know, that's why I'm loving the reach out to your connections 
you know, ones that make sense, centers of influence, um, old clients, people that you used to work with, people, referral partners, to and, and do these Zoom calls. They're so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've now done multiple networking um, events on Zoom. I did one today uh-huh. that was run by Melanie Richards, uh, Richardson, um, and uh, they had breakout sessions on topics. And I walked away with some really good nuggets, and I hope I provided some good nuggets for other people as well. Um, so we're learning and growing together. Um, right. um, Robbie Samuels out of Boston ran one where it was, you know, tell everyone came together and said, tell us all of the brilliant ways you're using Zoom and you're working remotely. And that was really mm-hmm. early on. So we all got some great ideas of how to work better remotely. And I did with my girlfriends. We had an hour um, BYOW Zoom meeting, bring your own wine, Zoom meeting <laughs> at like from 7.30 to 8.30 Friday night. Now we're going to do that every Friday night. And we had a blast. It was so oh. much fun. There were six of us on and we giggled and we need to giggle yeah. right now. I have been meaning to schedule something like that with a couple of my girlfriends because I miss hanging out with them and we usually see each other very regularly. Um, so I've got to, I have to just get it on the calendar. Yeah. We just decided we're going to do it until we're quarantined. Where are we going? Right? <laughs> like it's not, Oh, I have plans. What Netflix? <laughs> Hit pause. <laughs> we'll meet for wine. Yeah, exactly. So I'd like to shift gears a little bit and really talk about how all of your experiences have made you, um, a better leader and, and just incredible at running your company. Um, and it's been, I'm sure a journey like everybody, what is, you know, one of the biggest experiences or that's left the biggest mark for you, you know, as you've gone through your career? Oh my gosh. There are so many that have left a mark or been, um, valuable to me. And I I think, I mean, there, there, I, I have so many. I think the most valuable was I, I worked for a manager who gave me a long rope and a lot of support. Okay. And I think that, and I worked, it was a long time ago and I worked for Dun & Bradstreet. And, um, she, and I was young. I was right out of college. It was a new experience. And she would tell me, you know, I, I, you've got a lot of potential. There's so, you know, I, I just, you run with it. I'll listen to your calls and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it together. But there was zero micromanaging. And even like right out of college, I felt um, emboldened to make decisions. Um, even if they were wrong, it was okay. It was like applauded for giving good effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, within the first 12 months of me in that position, I was actually creating a sales curriculum with their trainers for their inbound call center. Wow. So it was really, um, amazing. And I could never have done it without her. She was just phenomenal. Margie Thomas. Wow. Well, thank you, Margie then. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what do you think your biggest takeaway from that? That having that rope and being able to make those decisions and, and fail, like how is that informing what you're, what you're deciding now? Well, I think a lot of that is I just trust my team. 
you know, and I'll have them, you know, can you, can you look at this? I'm happy to look at this, but I trust you. What's the, it's LinkedIn. No, we're not ER nurses, right? Like we're not, (laughs) um, there's no life and death here. If we do something wrong, we delete it or we apologize or like there's no, so, so I think um, it's really important that I, number one, trust my team and they know that. I give them ownership. I don't try to ever micromanage, but I'm really there to support them in whatever they need, even if it's, you know, they're working on a project, but I'm not in their face going, you know, where are you with this? What do you do? Like, I, you know, and I bring on really talented people that are fabulous to work with Mm -hmm. and they have to be kind. Those that, that, you know, smart, funny, and kind and and competence comes. <laughs> no, they come, they come. They're amazing in so many ways. But um, you know, I've worked with a lot of people that weren't kind, and I move on. Right. And, and I think that that it, it, more today than ever. I want to get on. If I get on a call with my my people, I want to be excited to be on a call with them. Absolutely. I want it to feel good for them too. Do you find that because? you give them a lot of independence and you're so clear about the values that you want your team to have and that you're, um, you're modeling that you actually have a stronger team because of it. I would like to think so. I have a happy team. I think we're all very loyal to each other. So that's the other thing um, that's really important for me is that, you know, we're, we come from a place of abundance that high tide rises all ships. Right. Um, that it's not um, yours. It's you know or mine. It's 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 an ours thing. When we all succeed, we all succeed. Right. Um, and I yeah. And I hope. I mean, I think it's stronger because of that. But I I think you know, throughout my career, I've worked with really amazing people and really not so amazing people. And you just kind of figure it out. And right now, I I have the best team I've ever had. That's awesome. I love that. Um, where do you expect to take your company in the next couple of years? Do you have any big plans or things that are kind of rumbling around in the back of your head? So I love that question. And we have talked about many different ways to scale. Okay. Uh, and there's really kind of two major initiatives. One of them is a train the trainer. So that we'll go into large companies that have training teams Mm -hmm. and we'll teach them how to deliver this across, you know, a a thousand or 10,000 reps. Um, The other uh, is to partner with sales training companies where this is a gap. Mm -hmm. So we've done this with three companies now, um, all absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, they have a gap. They don't have this LinkedIn for social selling. They're brilliant sales trainers. Um, and the uptick on this is tough. It's, you know, it's, it changes daily. Uh, and it, it's, it's hard to keep up. So um, we're partnering with them. We've got great trainers that can come in. Um, eventually, maybe that'll move into a train the trainer piece also. So it'll all come together. But initially... Um, we're kind of co-labeling with them mm-hmm. and delivering to their clients. And so that's been great. So that's where we're, that's the way we've decided to scale. There are so many different ways to do it. Of course. Of course. Business. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. It is. 
Right. And you get to touch a lot of different people all at once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like um, it's the best way for us to have the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, right now, you know, right now, as trainers, we're only good as our time, right? And so we had to figure out, you know, there's an e-learning piece, which we've partnered with lots of companies to do e-learning for their platforms. So right. the three sales training companies to do that. Um, you know, and so there's... Uh, there's a lot of opportunity, but it's, you know, how many people can we get this message in front of and can we impact? Uh, right. And the more, the better, because this stuff is good. Yeah, it is. Like, I love your emails. And I think, I mean, you have so many resources that are available. Um, and I know we're going to put a link up, but could you share some of the things that you have for uh, people who are listening so that they can kind of take a peek in their LinkedIn profile and start getting more comfortable and playing with it? Yeah. So my favorite resource that I'm sharing is an ebook that I had put out a little bit ago, but I'm going to uh, revive it now because the timing is amazing for this. And it's a day in the life of a social seller. And it literally takes you through step-by-step with templates on what to do and how long it takes and what time. So you open it up and it says at 7.30 a.m. you do this at 8 o'clock. So now we're all home, right? Right. People say, well, I can't do this all day long. And, and I, you know, I don't do everything every single day, but everything that you can do is in there. Right. Um, and so I think it became, it's, a, it's a great resource for people right now. Okay. That sounds amazing. And I love that you've got it all timed out because uh, both from a when to do it and how long it's going to take, because I think people get into that mindset of, oh, it's going to take forever. It's the one more thing. I have to do it, you know, 20 times a day, every day. So they do nothing instead. Yeah, no, this is pretty scripted. So that's awesome. So everybody, if you've been thinking about LinkedIn or feeling very hesitant, this is definitely the resource that you want to, to check out because if it's step-by-step and practically done for you, you'll be set up and creating new connections, which I think we all, and, and what being home I think is giving us the opportunity to do is really make more meaningful connections. I love it. Thanks so much. This was yeah. a lot of fun. I appreciate you yeah. chatting with me today. Oh, same, same here. Where can everybody connect with you? So fortunately, I'm still the only Bryn Tillman on LinkedIn. Yay. Um, so <laughs> right now, that's the best place. Really, that, that is the best place, period, to connect with me. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being here. I've loved learning everything that you've shared. And for everybody who is listening, we will see you next week. Thank you. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. 
It's thetribeofleaders.com. <laughs>